Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Our mission is to empower you with the knowledge and the tools you need to thrive in all aspects of your life. Join us now as we discuss everything from nutrition and exercise to money management and personal growth. Dr. Choctaw will provide insightful advice on how to improve your physical and financial health, as well as your emotional and mental well-being. Whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, unlock financial freedom, or cultivate a more positive mindset, we've got you covered. Get ready to become the best version of yourself. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Hello. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast. I'm Dr. William Choctaw, and I will be your host for this presentation. The Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast is a part of the Leadership Masterclass series. And what we designed to do is to look at different areas of health, uh, of uh, wealth and wisdom, and look at ways that we can tie them all together so that you will have a long and fulfilled life. Much of this is based on my five years of surgical practice um, and the things I've learned along the way, and more specifically, the things that my patients have taught me. Today, we're going to talk about the sunshine vitamin, vitamin D. And we'll go over some specifics about how how vitamin D is such an important vitamin for us and what we need to do to maximize its use and also uh, to make sure that we stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. I believe life is about being of service to others. I believe knowledge is power. I believe leaders can change the world. I always like to put up an outline whenever I give one of these discussions, and the outline basically has two purposes. It's designed to let you know what we're going to talk about, but more importantly, is to let you know when, when, we're, when I am just about done. So we're going to start off by talking about mental, physical, and spiritual health. We'll, we'll define um, vitamin D for you. We'll acknowledge the role of the sun in this process. We'll talk about the risk of too much vitamin D or too little vitamin D. And we'll talk about some of the um, things to avoid to make sure that you stay healthy in spite of vitamin D deficiency. Underlying all of these discussions are three basic areas. The healthcare is the number one area. Uh, if there are any legal issues, we will address those in this discussion. Uh, and there's always a financial impact, uh, particularly when you're talking about health care, either in terms of affordability of health care or uh, in terms of the quality of health care that you may receive. And when those issues arise, we will address them. So let's get started. One of the things that I have found absolutely uh, fascinating um, over my years in healthcare has been the existence of what I call the mental, physical, and spiritual health connection. Mental, physical, and spiritual health connection. And what I have learned from my patients is the importance of treating all three of those areas um, if I'm going to treat the whole patient uh, and give that patient quality care. And what I mean is that not only treat the physical, uh, but I need to treat the mental, and as importantly, I need to treat the spiritual. That does not mean that I have to endorse or embrace 
the belief system that every patient has, but I, at the very least, I need to recognize it. And I need to recognize it from the context of how it may impact uh, that patient's care, that patient's ability to follow my instructions, that patient's ability to trust uh, my recommendations uh, so that they can help me help them. Uh, and so I have learned as I continue to notice this uh, mental, physical, spiritual dynamic, um, how it is absolutely major. And I pass that on, uh, that it's important to keep that in mind. Well, what is a vitamin? Certainly, we all have learned about vitamins in the past, and we've seen them on television, and we talk about them, or we may have we may use them in our daily lives, or we may not use them because we don't think they're necessary. Um, but let's let's define what a vitamin is. A vitamin is an organic molecule that is essential to a human in quantities for proper metabolic function. Let me repeat that. A vitamin is an organic molecule that is essential to humans in small quantities for proper metabolic function. And today we're going to talk about a specific vitamin called vitamin D. Now, there are 10 to 13 other vitamins, but we're only going to talk about vitamin D today. But there's a second part of this, uh, of that definition for vitamins. Vitamin D is what we call an essential vitamin. So how do we define an essential vitamin? An essential vitamin, in essence, is a vitamin that is, or is an organic molecule that is made by the body, but not in sufficient quantities to meet the body's needs. Let me repeat. An essential vitamin, like vitamin D, is made by the body, but not in, not, but not in quantities sufficient to meet the body's needs. So the, our bodies make vitamin D, but they don't make enough vitamin D. So we have to get vitamin D from, from an additional source to be completely healthy uh, in terms of the uh, responsibilities and needs that we have for vitamin D. In a way, I sort of look at it. This is what one of the examples of our connection to the world around us. Uh, yes, the body makes it. Yes, we need it. But we require help from outside of the body to meet those needs. <laughs> so one of the important sources for this need, vitamin D, is the sun. We see it every day, basically. And it is a major source for vitamin D. Uh, and indeed, is one of the, it is the main source for vitamin D for our bodies. Well, how does that work exactly? I don't want to get too deep into the biochemistry weeds, but let me just say very, very briefly, the sun has something called UV rays, ultraviolet rays. And when the sun hits the skin, uh, it affects a chemical in the skin called 7-dehydroxycholesterol, uh, and it converts that 7-dehydroxycholesterol to a pre-vitamin, which is then isomerized to vitamin D. Let me repeat. The sun hits the skin. It converts the 7-dehydroxycholesterol to a pre-vitamin D, which is then isomerized to regular vitamin D so that it's then used by the body. So the sun is a major or one major source of vitamin D. 
The other source of vitamin D is food, and we'll talk about that a bit later. So it is very important then that we get proper exposure uh, to sunlight. Sounds real basic, right? But not always, because indeed, many of us have jobs or have had jobs where we are not exposed to the sun very much at all. You, you get up in the dark, you drive to work or go to work, uh, you work all day, and when you get off, it's dark again, depending on where you live. Uh, I can tell you that one of my last uh, uh, jobs uh, was it required for me to fly all over the country. I live on the West Coast. Um, and so whenever I had to uh, travel with the Joint Commission, which I love dearly, great organization, uh, as a survey, as a position survey of hospitals, I would always make sure that I had um, a plane reservation for the very earliest flight possible uh, in my air from my airport in California because I wanted to get to those hospitals on the East Coast before sundown. Now, most of the times I didn't make it, <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, I, I would go many days where I would never really see the sun. Uh, and, and again, I'm sure many of you have experienced it just in your normal daily routine or your normal work routine. Um, but, my, but the point I want to make is the sun is very important. And it's not important just in terms of recreation and mental health. It is very important in terms of physical health and in terms of vitamin D. And we'll get into detail about uh, why vitamin D is so important. Okay. So there are two main external sources for vitamin D. One, vitamin D is an essential vitamin. Uh, essential vitamin means the body makes it, but it doesn't make enough of it. So it needs external sources. And there are two basic external sources, the sun which is there, which is free and is there for all of us every single day and dietary or food sources, uh, which also is a good source of vitamin D. One of the main functions of vitamin D is how it affects the bone. Um, it is a, a primary uh, target of vitamin D, if you will. Um, and it affects the bone in a number of ways. And what, one of the things that this demonstrates is something that I see or have seen throughout my evaluation or experience with uh, physiology and anatomy in the body, uh, especially physiology, that the body is very balanced. It's very balanced. And we don't really notice this consciously because this all happens on the unconscious level. But, but there are a lot of things that go on in, in the, within the body that help to keep us um, functional uh, at the level that we, that we do function. And it, in my mind, it's absolutely extraordinary. And so this happens in the bone. And so there, there are two main types of cells that are in our bones. Uh, the bones, obviously, the structure for our bodies. Um, one, one type of cell is called an osteoblast, B-L-A-S-T osteoblast, osteo meaning bone, and blast. And the osteoblasts basically um, make new bone cells or create new bone, if you will. And so the bone, like other parts of our body, skin and other parts of our body, are changing regularly. The balance of the osteoblast is a type of cell in the bone called osteoclast, C-L-A-S-T, C-L-A-S-T-S. And the osteoclasts, basically, their job is to remove old bone. So you have the osteoblasts that create new bone and the osteoclasts that remove the old bone as the osteoblasts put down the new bone. Absolutely extraordinary. 
absolutely extraordinary. The other thing that vitamin D does is it helps to balance um, uh, the relationship between calcium and phosphate. I want to get into a lot of biochemical detail about it, but trust me, that balance is important also in terms of the functioning of the body. And another part of the physiology uh, in Bob and Bone, which is the primary focus, a primary focus of vitamin D, is something called mTOR. Now, mTOR basically is a, an enzyme, if you will, a type, of, a type of protein, and its main function is it has a signaling function. What do I mean by that? So when we talk about the osteoblast laying down new, new bone cell, okay, um, let's, let's, let's use a hypothetical. Let's say you're in an automobile accident and you fracture your bone, you, you fracture your femur. And uh, you have surgery, and they pin it, and so you have a break in your bone. Well, that has to heal, and that the bone heals with new bone being laid down. Those are osteoblasts, okay? Vitamin D has a big role in that, right? But if after the bone is healed, the body continues to put more and more and more osteoblast cells or bone cells or new bone cells on top of the new bone cells on top of the new bone cells, what do you think would happen? You would then get this mass that we would call a tumor, and basically that is, in, in effect, a definition for cancer. So cancer is unlimited growth of tissue within the body. So one of the important functions of vitamin D is to indirectly help to manage in some way that process of new bone being laid down. And basically the mTOR signaling says stop. So when, when, when the bone is healed, it, that's a process that then makes it stop because otherwise it would just keep doing what it's doing. So mTOR, which is related to vitamin D, controls that process, is what I'm trying to say, okay? So my point is none of this is accidental. A accidental. Everything is controlled in a very, very precise manner. We don't think about it, uh, and we just function the way we function, and we may go out and break another bone, and then that bone will heal, and then we'll break another one, that bone will heal. Think about some of the athletes uh, who've gone through this. Uh, depending on which, which sport they're in. But my point is it's absolutely fascinating, at least it is to me, that that um, that this one little vitamin, uh, which we can get primarily from the sun, in addition to what's already in the body, um, basically has such a powerful influence over our body. So when we think of vitamin D, what what would a patient appear? How would a patient appear uh, if they had a deficient amount of vitamin D. They didn't have enough vitamin D. Well, in children, this is called rickets. It's a disease called rickets. And you may have seen pictures of children with, with uh, legs that are bowed because the, the, the bones are weak um, and they're not strong enough. And so many times they bend uh, under the weight and, and that sort of thing. Um, in adults, uh, it's called osteomalacia. And what that means is, again, the bones are not strong enough uh, and they're weak because of, of a vitamin D deficiency. So there can be very serious real-world causes, real-world examples, if you will, of not having enough vitamin D. So what I'm saying in essence, spend more time in the sun. <laughs> so 
who are some of the individuals who are most at risk for having vitamin D deficiency? Number one, those with limited sun exposure. We just talked about that, limited sun exposure. It may be as a result of your job. It may be uh, by choice. Uh, there are some people who may who have a who tend to have a phobia of the sun, and you may have seen them walk around with hats and umbrellas and whatever, and they never want to be exposed to the sun. Um, the sun is necessary in appropriate amounts to help us to keep our vitamin D's uh, at a certain at, a, at an appropriate level. The sun is necessary at appropriate levels to keep our vitamin D at appropriate levels. Other individuals who are at risk for uh, vitamin D deficiency are individuals who are overweight, who have a, um, a basic metabolic index uh, uh, that's greater than 24 or 25, or patients who are obese. Why? Because the adipose cells, the adipose tissue cells, basically decrease the effect of vitamin D. And so one needs to have more vitamin D to have an effective amount of vitamin D uh, to function normally within the body. Pregnant women uh, may have vitamin D deficiency um, at certain times, particularly those uh, who have high blood pressure during pregnancy or preeclampsia may have lower blood levels of vitamin D. The elderly, and I'm going to define elderly as 60 years of age and older may very well be vitamin D deficient because as we get older, um, the, uh, the system for making the internal body vitamin D is not as efficient. And that makes sense. You know, everything sort of tires out over time. And so in those, in that group of individuals, um, it's necessary for us to take more vitamin D by mouth or uh, by um, uh, dietary as a supplement uh, to make sure our levels are appropriate. Dark-skinned people may very well end up being more vitamin D deficient than others. Why is that? Well, the melanin in the skin, which causes the skin to be darker, uh, tends to interfere with that ultraviolet B radiation that comes from the sun that mixes in the skin with that cholesterol that we talked about uh, to convert it to D3 uh, and then to the regular vitamin D. So individuals who are dark skin um, need to have their vitamin D levels checked uh, and followed just like others, uh, but they are more susceptible uh, to uh, vitamin D deficiency depending on their lifestyle. And then of course, infants uh, may be vitamin D deficient, particularly if they are breastfeeding. Because if they're breastfeeding, breast milk uh, tends to be low in vitamin D, um, and so they need to have uh, additional vitamin D given. Now, your physicians and your healthcare providers know all these things, but again, I believe knowledge is power, and I believe as a non-physician or a non-healthcare person, the more you know is good. I think that's a good thing, and I think that helps you. Make sure that you get quality health care when you have to use our health care delivery system or you and any member of your family or friends um, use the health care delivery system. Well, let's take a look at foods. We've talked about the sun, right? And we talked about the sun as being that extra source of vitamin D to raise the vitamin D level in the body so that all those functions with the bone and other areas can occur on a regular basis. What if uh, you cannot control your work schedule? 
Um, and you have to work the hours that you work and you can't control your transportation to and from work, then obviously you have another option and that is vitamin D supplements and or foods. So what are some of the foods that are rich in vitamin D? Well, fish is one of them, certainly fatty fish, orange juice, which is always good, uh, mushrooms, egg yolk, cod liver oil, cheese, and caviar. These are all um, foods that are rich in vitamin D, and certainly you just want to get in the habit of making sure that you take them um, if you don't want to take supplements or you may want to do both as long as you take them in an appropriate amount. Uh, that would be fine. And so what, what are the benefits of, of having a healthy vitamin D? In addition to the bone issues that I talked about, I talked about, Vitamin D also supports a healthy nervous system because keep in mind a lot of these um, functions, if you will, that go on in terms of enzymes and proteins, they have to do with the nerves and they have to do with the myelination or the covering of the nerve fibers. And all of that, again, has to be balanced so that it is effective and occurs in an appropriate manner. Uh, the vitamin D helps with your teeth, having healthy teeth, and your dentist will tell you that. An important, another important area is your immune system. Uh, one of the things that we've learned uh, during the COVID and post-COVID also, uh, that it's important to have a healthy immune system, obviously, because when the body is invaded by viruses or bacteria or whatever the infection is that's prevalent at that time, you need to make sure that your body can fight any invading uh, uh, force and do it effectively um, and, and to keep you healthy throughout that process. Healthy bones, we talked about in terms of having adequate vitamin D. Uh, it also improves your lung function. It improves brain function. Um, many individuals talk about having a brain fog, particularly post-COVID. Um, and I would, I would suggest to you, again, to make sure that you have your vitamin D levels checked uh, and it's an easy fix and just, just take uh, additional vitamin D or go out and spend more time in the sun. Um, uh, healthy infants, again, uh, need to be vitamin D uh, um, um, sufficient. Um, and insulin. Um, if you are an insulin-dependent diabetic, um, and making sure your vitamin D levels are at the right level uh, will make your uh, insulin dependence uh, more uh, beneficial and more effective to you. It also reduces the risk of the flu. And there's certainly, again, all of us have been um, highly attuned to various types of flu viruses that have occurred and that may occur in the future. And this way, we stay continuously healthy from an immunological uh, point of view. Well, what happens, uh, let's say that you are not able to get in to see your doctor uh, to get your vitamin D uh, blood test, because again, you may say, well, doctor, how do I know whether I'm vitamin D deficient or not? Simple blood test. Every doctor knows how to do it, knows how to order it, uh, and that will tell you whether your, your vitamin D levels are high or normal or above normal. But if you are deficient, some signs of that deficiency may be a low immune system. It may be that maybe if you're getting colds and flus all the time and you think that that's more than it should be um, and you've not had your vitamin D level checked, certainly you want to get that vitamin D level checked. Anxiety and depression, which could be caused by a number of things, but vitamin D could be a contributing factor. If you're chronically fatigued, um, um, you might want to look at that. Uh, 
chronic pain, which occurs quite a bit, uh, is certainly an indication of possible indication of vitamin D problems. Um, muscle pain, hair loss, delayed wound healing uh, could be vitamin D dependent. Uh, if you have high blood pressure, and let's say you've been on medication for a while, and all of a sudden that medication is no longer effective in controlling your blood pressure, that may be a an indication that your vitamin D level has dropped or is not at the level that it should be. And again, another reason to have your uh, vitamin D level um, uh, checked. So as we conclude, I want to particularly pay attention to a type of chronic pain condition. Now, certainly over my years of practice, I've seen a lot of chronic pain syndromes. And I'm going to define chronic pain as a type of pain that occurs in the body for no specific reason that lasts longer than six months. Let me say that again. A pain that occurs in the body for no specific reason, but lasts longer than six months. Um, my experience has been when I've seen patients with chronic pain and chronic pain syndromes, they're absolutely miserable. Um, and they complain about pain all over their body, uh, mood disturbances, sleep disturbances. Um, um, and one of the things that's very interesting uh, is there's a, the, a diagnosis called fibromyalgia, which is a type of chronic pain syndrome. A lot of the symptoms are very, very similar, if not the same, as vitamin D deficiency. Now, I'm not suggesting that vitamin D is the cause of fibromyalgia or, or they uh, will, will, will treat it. Um, 100%. What I am saying is that there are a lot of correlations with it. Uh, and it's just another reason that you want to make sure that your vitamin D is, is at an appropriate level. We talked about mTOR and we talked about how uh, mTOR is an important part of vitamin D because it signals to the osteoblast when they need to stop laying down bone cells. And we talked about that indeed, uh, uh, if you have a lot of bone cells being laid down, uh, many times that is uh, what we call cancer, a bone cancer. That cancer, by definition, is the unregulated growth in a certain tissue, be it bone tissue, soft tissue, um, uh, uh, nerve tissue, or whatever. Uh, and one type of, of, of bone cancer is called osteosarcoma. Uh, and it can occur at any age. Um, and again, I only mentioned to show the importance of having appropriate vitamin D um, and the mTOR, that go, and the mTOR signaling that goes along with the vitamin D. Um, and, and something that we want to do just to keep ourselves uh, healthy uh, at all times. So what happens, and we're just about done, what happens if you take too much vitamin D? Now, there are always patients, at least in my experience, have been if you suggest they take something, particularly something over the counter, and you say, well, I want you to take 1,000 units of vitamin D. You can get it from the pharmacy. They'll take 20,000 or 30,000. Um, and so my point is you don't want to do that um, because then there are always symptoms of over-medication or overdosing on any kind of medication. Um, and some of the symptoms of too much vitamin D uh, could be things like thirst, nausea, fatigue, headache, dizziness, appetite loss, etc. So, so always take medication as prescribed, and and don't overdo it. So, in summary, what what we want, or what I want for you, 
is for you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. That um, the sun is a free source of vitamin D. If you um, do not have dark skin, 10 minutes in the sun every day. Just go out and look up and you're all set. If you do have dark skin, 20 to 30 minutes in the sun every day. Just go out and look up. It is free. It is, it is, it is a gift and it is beautiful. Uh, if you do not want to do with the sun or if you are in a situation where you don't have that control, certainly feel free to take the supplements. Uh, and if you don't want to take the supplements, just make sure that you take the food. So there are three possible choices that you have to make sure that your vitamin D is at the appropriate level. Finally, let me end with my basic principles. Uh, my, my first basic principle is God is in charge. I am a physician of faith, and it indeed has been my faith in God and his wisdom that has guided me, protected me, and allowed me uh, to um, arrive at the point where I am today. Um, second principle is I don't have any bad days. I used to have a lot of bad days, but I figured out that a day was bad when I said it was. So I decided I didn't want to have any more bad days. And so now my days are good days or great days. Third, don't sweat the small stuff. Most stuff is small. I don't let little things bother me, or at least I try not. I try not to let little things bother me because what I've learned is that most of the time it is not that big a deal. Fourth, forgiveness is therapy. Whatever individual, other individuals do or say to me that I may interpret as negative, I immediately forgive them. Because what I have learned is that by forgiving them, not only does it reestablish my personal power, but it is therapeutic uh, for me. And so I pass that on to you freely. And finally, everything is a relationship. Relationships are based on three things, mutual respect, mutual trust, good communication. And now, be the change you want to see in the world. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you found it helpful, you can support and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform with the keywords Dr. William Choctaw. Click on the support the show, and you've got it. This will also help ensure that you don't miss any future episodes. And then share this podcast with your family, friends, and or your co-workers. They'll be glad you did. So until the next time, live your best possible life the best possible way.